What's going on, guys? I'm Christoph. And I'm McKenna. And this is the Learning on the Job podcast. this new semester yeah absolutely it's 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 going crazy like a Mm -hmm. lot is happening right now it's like a crazy season because it's Mm -hmm. like top of the year like work's getting crazy stuff's getting busy it's like yeah just a weird time don't you think no i absolutely do think it is it's just it's super easy to forget to rest in the season right now because it's like with the holidays and then having to re-get back into the swing of work or school or whatever that is it can be a little tough yeah, absolutely. And so it's just, it's nuts to kind of think about like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. basically, first of all, we're starting fresh, mm-hmm. you know, it's the idea of like, oh, we're at the top of something new. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the high school, man. this is the start That's exactly new. what it is. <laughs> so I, I just choked a little bit. Like the, it feels so right to be here with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. But yes, it just it literally feels like the start of something new. Like you yeah. feel kind of the weight of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually been really interesting. But um, I guess we'll go ahead and get started here, right? And go ahead and get mm-hmm. started with kind of our marriage moment. Marriage moment. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Yeah. And so like this week has actually been really Mm -hmm. interesting for us. Like I think it's been different from weeks in the past. Uh, We were talking a little bit about this earlier, but, you know, just tell them a little bit about like what Mm -hmm. you think this week has been like for us. Yeah. So this week has actually been so awesome. And um, just like you were saying a minute ago, just it feels like such a fresh start. And I feel like a reason for that is because I had put so much pressure on the fact that I was a new wife and you were my husband and Mm -hmm. things have to look perfect between us all the time. We have to love each other so deep and so strong Mm -hmm. all the time that I was forgetting to see you as my friend first. You were my friend before anything else. And and I, I felt like I started to remind myself of that every day when I would wake up of the fact that you're my friend. And, and this past week just felt like a lot of laughter, honestly, and a yeah. lot of just like oh, really, yeah. really goofy moments. Um, oh, and I'm yeah. really grateful for those. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's been really just fun, like light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we haven't we haven't taken anything in, in particular too seriously. Or we haven't been like too ridiculously yeah. like you know, overwhelmed <laughs> Which by Which I do that a lot. <laughs> I mean, like, and you know, it happens. It happens mm-hmm. on both of our ends. I think it's like any conversation that we can have, you know, we'll, we'll look back to it and we'll just kind of, just kind of make it a lot bigger than it mm-hmm. needs to be. Right. Um, I think that's our biggest problem, but I think too, something that happened this week that just kind of changed everything. I think we communicated super well. Mm-hmm. Like, like, honestly, I feel yeah. like the thing that, set this week apart from other weeks because like to be honest with you guys like every week has not been perfect in marriage (laughs) like like that like our instagram photos are cute is is all get out like it's you know it's whatever like Mm -hmm. uh shout out to jada for for taking like (laughs) yeah hella great uh Mm -hmm. marriage photos but like um 
like our, our, our Instagram's cute, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like social media is cute, but like right. it's, everything's not cute. Yeah, it leaves out what happens and, you know, when I'm making dinner and something you said gets under my skin. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, this happened today. Like, <laughs> I, you know, we're, I'm, I'm talking and I'm saying something and you just, just get like, real. No, oh, for real. Just like mm-hmm. immediately annoyed by, I, what did I even say? Like, I don't remember. Exactly. So it's like, this happens a lot. Like mm-hmm. this idea of like, not communicating as well or not communicating yeah. our concerns mm-hmm. um, to one another or even the idea of not letting stuff go. But I yeah. think like this past week mm-hmm. has really been kind of an ushering of like this new level of communication, yeah. this new level of saying like, hey, I'm not really trying to jump in that fight right now. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? I, yeah. I, I don't want to die on that sword today. Yeah. yeah. And just learning and being able to decipher what's worth it in that moment and what's not. And maybe it, maybe it is something that needs to be talked about, but maybe you just need to take the rest of, you know, an hour or the rest of the afternoon to just either pray on it, sit on it and just really process through what is it about that thing that was said or done uh, that needs to be communicated. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll be able to decide like what about it should have been communicated mm-hmm. and what about it doesn't need to be communicated mm-hmm. at all. Like that's that's the really key part of it to me. I think it's just like communicating well, mm-hmm. not just communicating, communicating well. And yeah. which, by that I'm saying, you know, knowing what to communicate, when to communicate mm-hmm. it. Like, is it important now, you know, uh, or, or will, will this cause stress for you later if you don't right. say it now? Right. Um, I think that's, those are the things that we've like really been working through. And I think even still like definitely working through, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not the last argument and I'm sure many more are to come, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> It's cool to think about, you know, the mm-hmm. idea um, that we're actually like improving mm-hmm. to a certain extent and yeah. growing in yeah. love. Yeah. Which is dope. Yeah. That was something that we had decided to pray over uh, probably about a month ago. Just just this prayer that our love would outgrow a few different things, that it would outgrow selfishness, that it would outgrow impatience or whatever the, those other things are that were hindering our love growing, that it would completely outgrow those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I think it's working. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good feeling, honestly. Uh, all right, guys, like something else, though, that's been really interesting is like, you know, we talk about um, like in our household, and this is not something that we actually do a ton, like sit around a table and do this, but I know McKenna's family, you know, grew up doing this. Um, I know, you know, my current work environment, they kind of encourage this idea of like, you know, what's good, what's bad, happy, Mm -hmm. crappy, those types of things. (laughs) And so like, we wanted to just introduce a segment called Roses and Thorns. Mm -hmm. If you have something that's going on in your life right now that's challenging. Roses and Thorns. I mean, so I guess, you know, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Like, I feel like this week, you know, the, the marriage bed, <laughs> it, it has been no. like, like undefiled. Like it, it has been, you know, I'm just kidding. It's been, it's been plentiful and blessed. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold what? on, hold on. Stop no, it. I'm not going to stop nothing. Like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? I'm not stopping anything. This is just what's happening. Like. Like it's it's been a great week for me to just love on you, you know, okay, to yes. be intimate with uh-huh. you, like in that way, and just like just love on you some more. That's mm-hmm. been that's been a lot of fun. Okay, you know what? I will absolutely affirm that because something that we actually have been growing in is the fact that we're realizing that we have two different levels of affection mm, that both good. of us really need in order to feel like super loved and 
And mine is much higher than his because physical touch is way more is way higher up on my love language list. Yes. And and so that's something that I really do feel like we kind of hit the nail on the head this past week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and like that's the thing is like physical touch is not it's on it's high up on the list for me. Mm-hmm. But like quality time is more so my thing that like mm-hmm. I feel loved the most. And so like we noticed this when we're watching Netflix and chilling. Um, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. When we're, when we're just watching Netflix, we noticed this really well because it's like I'll be completely content. We've got a little we got a little seat and we've got a couch. I'm completely content with me being on the couch, you being on the seat. I feel loved because you're in proximity to uh-huh. me. Or if I'm on one end of the couch and you're like like in the middle of the couch close but not necessarily like hugged up on me. Like I feel super loved because your energy, your presence yeah. is enough for me. Mm-hmm. But for you, my presence is not enough. Well, okay. So we actually, Kristoff had to have a little conversation with me. Oh, yeah. Letting me know that I don't have to be touching him all the time. But for my heart feels so full when I get to, like, just hold your hand or just be in your arms that I love that so much but uh you know it kind of took a shot to my pride or my dignity I don't know what that would be (laughs) um to just be like okay you know we don't we don't receive love exactly the same and that's okay oh for sure and that's been that's been kind of like the the gist of that is like we Mm -hmm. don't receive love exactly the same like Mm -hmm. that's that's something that like, and it's okay. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. talking to, um, to, to Jeremiah, shout out to Jeremiah. And we were talking like a while back just about the, the idea that love and affection are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my, my level of affection toward you may not be the same. Like it, it does not equate my level of love for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Like your affection is what the affection that you need in order to sustain yourself is higher mm-hmm. than the, the affection that I need. Like I'm cool with being like close, mm-hmm. um, like just in process proximity close Mm -hmm. but you are cool with being like close like legs tangled (laughs) together like you know pretty much like watching netflix and french kissing you know (laughs) like just with our bodies it's like pretzels you know what i'm saying really the movie is only an excuse to be all cuddled oh 100 Mm -hmm. like for you but for me it's like i want to watch the movie like that's the whole (laughs) that's the whole point for me like i I legitimately wanted to watch something Uh, and you were like oh my god i just want to kiss him i was like (laughs) it doesn't really make like a whole lot of sense for me but like i'm actually understanding that and Mm -hmm. that's what i think we hit the mark on is that like I think I have, I think for me, I had to let some of my walls down of mm-hmm. like, I'm a man and I need to watch TV and, you know, put my head in my pants, like, or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, that's what men do. Um, but like, I, I wanted to, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't get over that now. <laughs> I, I, can't, I completely lost my train of thought there. But like, you know, I, I wanted to, now I just want to like be with you and mm-hmm. be present. Um, and I know being present to you in that way is like, you feeling touch mm-hmm. and that's important and so i'm growing in my ability to be able to show you that mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's good that's definitely like the rose for the week mm-hmm. i feel like we've been really good about that the thorn yeah. uh for me is uh it, you know i think i just been kind of wrestling to be honest with you like for mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks it was just mortality mm-hmm. like you know me being a, a christian i'm aware um of where you know, my, my end all be all like home is, is, you know what I'm saying? Like I believe in God, I believe in, mm-hmm. in heaven. Um, you know, I know where I'm going, yeah. but it doesn't take the sting out of like the idea that mm-hmm. I won't be here one day. Yeah. And I think as a single, I don't think I 
thought about it as much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think from a, as a, I'm not going to like dig super into this, but as a child, like I used to be terrified of death. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you sing that, uh, that, that, or you pray that verse or whatever, that little, little nursery what rhyme. Like, nah, lay me down to sleep. I pray my, pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if mm-hmm. I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Like, that, that's scary. You've never heard mm-hmm. that? No, I've never heard really? that. Really? Mm-hmm. That's super weird. That's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> like now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Gosh, that's a children's Absolutely. song? Absolutely. 100%. Like I would, they would sing that or we would, not a song, it's a prayer. And oh. we would pray it before we went to sleep. And like, it was terrifying. Cause I was yeah. like, well, I don't want you to take my soul. I'm trying to, like, I had plans. Like me and my uh. friends were going to play Legos. Like <laughs> we have plans tomorrow, uh-huh. you know? And so it, it, I've always kind of had this like unnerving fear mm-hmm. of death. And I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten better about it. I think it hadn't been all consuming. Mm-hmm. I think God has been really good about just helping me to understand, um, mm-hmm. you know, that there is more right. um, after this and that, mm-hmm. that, that ultimately, like, this is not my home. You right. know what I'm saying? But I think as a married man, my ideal um, of a life has, ch- like, mm-hmm. how I sense mortality is yeah. very different. Right. Because I now feel like I have more to be responsible for. Mm-hmm. And I feel like me leaving leaves you hmm. and that really hurts yeah and so i've just i've been really dealing with that just because i've had a few people around me people that i'm close to like they've just lost loved ones mm-hmm. here in this past week and that's been the real thorn for me is just i've legitimately just been processing through the the idea that like i won't be here one day mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's before you i don't know if that's after you i don't know if that's before our children or whatever the situation may before get older and, and grow i, I don't know mm-hmm. and, and that that kind of unnerving fear yeah. can set in sometimes Mm -hmm. even though I know like that's not where I live I don't live in that fear I don't live in that like idea but I I, it does stoke the fire of my imagination Mm -hmm. to think about like I may not always be here with you Mm -hmm. and so it honestly it 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 makes me want to enjoy the time that I have with you a lot more like Mm -hmm. it makes the times in which we argue about stuff like kind of pisses me off hmm. because it's like i don't have it like i got you know 50 years if i'm lucky mm-hmm. you know like to, to be here with you and it it can be a little it can be a little daunting mm-hmm. to think about the idea of not actually being here yeah yeah but i think the amazing thing about it is that just the fact that life is too short hmm. to you know, get caught up in all these little things. And I think like, that's a great point of just how, you know, we, we, um, we get caught up in, you know, things that, um, frustrate us or irritate us or that worry us, that Mm. give us anxiety or anything like that. And, um, and I think that we forget so many times just how short life is and what a gift it really is. You know, life is such a gift. And I think just that thought should, we can turn that perspective on instead of it being so daunting, we can turn it on, on looking at it through the lens of the fact that we have a purpose for being here every day. Mm, yeah. You know, that's good. That's really good. Oof. Just uh, tell me a little bit about just like what you've been going through, like thorn for you. Yeah. So mine's not as deep as that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know, I've, um, been, I've been, I've been thinking, I'm in my head. I'm a thinker. Yeah. When it, when it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it comes down to it. Yeah. Well, my thorn this week has been, 
Well, let me let me back up by saying over New Year's, we went to go visit my grandma in Ohio and all my mom's side of the family. Yeah. And we were on our way back. It just all hit me how difficult holidays are going to be for us in the, in the next, you know, 50 years or whatever that is. Um, because collectively we now have eight parents. Talk all about together. it. Talk about it. Count them. <laughs> yeah. Eight parents. Well, you get the gist of it. No, no, do they? I don't think they do. <laughs> Mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad. Yeah, on both sides. On both sides. <laughs> yeah. It's real. Yeah, it's real. And um, mother in law, stepmother in law, <laughs> father in law, stepfather in law. Like, a lot. It's real. A lot of step moms sister, and dads. Stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. So we've got, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I think we've talked about, you know, are just dreaming up like one day we'll have this big house and everybody can come to us. And of course, that's such a dream. But it's like, Lord, paved the way. It's going to happen. Come on. So that's just sort of been something that I was processing through this past week. Yeah, it's been hard. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound very hard, I guess, but it was somewhat of a thorn in the way of. Just it, that's what that's what seemed a little daunting to me this past week. Mm, it's good. It's really good. Um, and it was a little daunting. Uh, we 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 spanned the globe over like mm-hmm. the course of a week, mm-hmm. uh, just like hitting everybody's right. house. Mm-hmm. You know, doing Christmas with everybody. And, yeah. And so we're you know we're really just planning through now. Like what what do we what do we do? You know, and, and it was lovely. Like mm-hmm. let's. I don't want to I want to paint it as it's right, like a terrible right. time. Like, yeah. We had a great time. I, yeah, like, we we absolutely did. Absolutely, yeah. but I think it's just like it can hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, like we got we got eight of these. Like, <laughs> we got to hit everybody. Like, yep. everybody can't get Christmas Day. You feel uh-huh. me? Like that's not that's not even reasonable. We mm-hmm. got to feel like, and so we got to figure out like how to keep people happy. And you know, once we get kids in the involved, it's like, ooh, you know, what are you who, who flying out to see us? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I guess you know, just this first episode, um, you know. For us, we just want to begin to kind of craft out a story for what this is actually going to look like. You know, for us, like we want to interview people every single week. But this Mm -hmm. week we wanted to interview actually each other Mm -hmm. because we wanted to kind of get give you guys some perspective on what marriage has looked like for us Mm -hmm. since we hopped into it. And it has not been roses, uh, you know, like at all. Mm -hmm. But it's been worth it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not all fun and games. It's not all you know Instagram stories and smiles and laughing and giggling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's tough as crap. Like it yeah. absolutely is. Right. But it's worth it. Yeah. And and, and I think that's something that we just want to kind of paint that picture for right now, mm-hmm. so you guys have an understanding of us. Mm-hmm. Going into these future episodes, you know yeah. what we're about, where we come from, what our situation is, and the crap that we go through each and every week, mm-hmm. and and, and kind of how like honestly, just kind of trying to be an open book, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just with, with with you guys and and having that conversation of like this is who we are, and we're not mm-hmm. gonna, we're not hiding anymore. I'm not hiding behind an Instagram filter anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding behind you know cute captions and Instagram stories. <laughs> I refuse. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm only yeah. gonna live my life out in truth. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, just I'll let you hit it. Like you you know the story. You know what's up. Like talk about it. How did we meet? <laughs> okay, so. I actually met Christoph, um, and the day that we met, he doesn't even remember it. Oh. He doesn't remember. So, long story short, my sister, um, my sister 
had this whole plan for us to meet because she heard him praying at some prayer meeting and was like, you've got to meet this guy. Um, and so, you know, of course I looked him up on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I was newly holy, by the way, like newly, like out here praying, you know, it was a mid, you, you do it. You tell the rest of I'm yeah. not going to jump in. You got it. Yeah. But so long story short, I, was not looking. I wasn't looking at all in the, you know, during that time, but I met him on Easter Sunday of 2017 and um I thought he was the cutest thing ever, but you know, he's taken so at you know, he was taken at that time. So I sure was. I was dating somebody <laughs> else. Come on. Uh, he was taken and so it's like, okay, he's brother in Christ, you know. Um <laughs> so. he's, a, he's a brother in Christ. <laughs> So, um, very conveniently, we were put as co-leaders for the youth group worship team. And so for the next like four or five months, we were just, um, we were leading worship together every single week. And, um, and during that time, it was, it's actually really sweet to me looking back and getting to see how before I even really knew you, um, before I even really knew who you were, I was starting to trust, um, the leadership in you and the man that you were and mm. just uh, even just the Holy Spirit and you, you know, leading those kids and wow. obviously seeing you worship every week was incredibly attractive. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so that's kind of just how we met. Yeah. And, and you know, the funny thing about that too, and it's big props to, to Becca on this too, is like, <laughs> you know, what she didn't tell you is that McKenna's responsible to a certain extent for Hmm. Becca and her husband being together. Becca is McKenna's sister. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's responsible basically because I, you tell this because you Uh you know it better. Yeah. So I guess four years ago, it's crazy. That was that long ago. Um, but I had met my sister's husband who she didn't know at the time, but I met him at a Bible study and we were talking one night and I was just listening to him, listening to him talk and thought to myself, this is my sister's husband. Mm. And so I called my sister and I was like, you got to get your butt home from college and meet your husband. And so, so basically she mustered up enough gas money to get back from Chattanooga and, or I guess Cleveland, the Lee university. Um, she got back and they met and literally the rest was history. They mm. were married less than a year later. Absolutely. And, and like, that is kind of the genesis honestly of our story to some mm-hmm. extent because you know becca saw me at this prayer meeting i didn't know becca had never met becca um it was a midday prayer meeting it was the only one i had ever attended it was like just randomly they were like hey we're praying at noon at church and i was like i guess i'll leave my job for <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour to like go do this um and so i did it and like i just remember you know somebody was asking us to pass the mic around and just pray over you know our church and so i did it and Becca was there apparently had no mm-hmm. idea Becca was working at the church that we were at at the time and she uh she was there and she was like you know she calls McKenna and she's like oh my gosh there's this guy mm-hmm. you know he was praying and <laughs> um and, and and basically kind of without he sounds perfect for he you. sounds perfect for you you know mm-hmm. and without saying it was basically saying the same thing like mm-hmm. like McKenna I, I met your husband yeah this is your man you know mm-hmm. and, and, and so that that was kind of the I don't know, just kind of the God moment. One of, mm-hmm. one of the big God moments that kind of anchored our relationship, I yeah. think. Um, but, you know, from there, we just progressed and obviously spent a ton of time together worship leading um, for the youth and, and just like, you know, working together. And over the time, like, to be honest with you guys, like, you know, McKenna was, when I saw her, she was attractive. I thought she was a little younger than I was. <laughs> 
Um, you know, I'll take it. No, off top, because I just like mm-hmm. I figured. You know, I think they. I remember them saying you were in college. I didn't know what, like how young at the time. Like mm-hmm. I was out. I had been out for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, some change, and so I was like, not really. I wasn't interested. Right. And I think more a lot of that came from the idea that like, and we've talked about this, she was too holy. Like Hmm. in my eyes, like I literally saw her and I was like, which was not true, but but I was like, you talk about Jesus too much. (laughs) And it's crazy. I did. I still do. But it was like, we've talked about this to an Mm -hmm. extent. It was like a defense mechanism. Yeah. Because you brought Jesus up in the conversation to avoid talking about other things. Like we, every once in a while, like I wouldn't really have conversations with her. Like I was kind of like not really you know, interested in McKenna for some time. Mm-hmm. And then I think a f- some months and months and months went by and she just kind of, she started to become, to look a little bit more interested in me, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Like my eyes opened up a little bit and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess really what happened, my, my boy Cam, uh, one of my best friends in the world, was one of, he was one of the best men in my wedding. Yes, I said one of the, because I had three best men because I can do that. Um, but <laughs> so when he was one of the best men at my wedding um, mm-hmm. and um, my, my boy Cam, he, I remember this one time I was like, hey, man, we were, we were sitting at his house and I was like, bro, ain't no Christian women out here that's not trying to tempt me. Like, <laughs> you know, basically, like, like yeah. I, I was really just growing in my relationship with God. And so I was like, ain't no women out here that's not trying to tempt me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, just super haughty, like just mm-hmm. weird. But I was like, you know, and, and I, I don't even know, like I'm looking for a gorgeous girl that don't want to tempt me. And I was like, and he was like, man, I feel you. You know, he was kind of like, like it reiterated some of my, my same echoing some of my same, you know, ideas like, oh yeah, I feel you, bro. That's exactly where I am too. Um, and he was like, Hey, but don't you like worship lead with a girl? And I was like, McKenna? I was like, nah, bro. I was like, she, she's like too, she's too much like you know what i'm saying like she uh-huh. just she always talking about jesus like i don't know if we can talk about anything else that whole thing but then he was like man show me a picture <laughs> so i just pulled her up on facebook real quick you know kind of pulled that thing up and it, and, and literally i pulled a picture up and he goes you stupid and i'm like <laughs> what he was like man you stupid I want, he's like i hate you i don't want to talk to you ever again like you know he's just cam's just over dramatic so he was just like i hate you and i don't want to talk to you about this no more i don't want to hear this out your mouth anymore because you got a beautiful woman of god right there and you're not saying anything to her and so honestly that sparked something for the next couple mm-hmm. of months i would actually begin a journey where i just opened up where like my eyes were open up mm-hmm. and i literally started to look at you in a different light yeah um you know, and, and what I thought was like, oh, it's just this overt holiness. I realized mm-hmm. was one, a mechanism for you to be like, kind of block me from getting too close, which yeah. you regarding your heart. I think that's a mm-hmm. smart thing um, to do. And, 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 and honestly, something that I think that is kind of lost on culture a little bit is the idea of like really guarding your heart and protecting your mm-hmm. heart. And you did that, yeah. I think sometimes to too much of an extent. But you, but you did it. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that, that guarding was out of fear, Mm. um, instead of out of really just wanting, not wanting to settle, you know, um, because I, you know, just like most people have had difficult, have had a difficult history with relationships. And so, yeah, I just, I was, I was really afraid of, you know, what might happen or if this was right. And, um, and I absolutely used, 
used talking about Jesus so much and that, you know, I, I mean, I am so passionate for God and, and I want him to be entangled in every conversation that I have, but I think I put it so much out there that he wouldn't feel like he could come any closer. Yeah, man. Uh, I had a, had a mentor at the time that it told me something to the idea. He said, um, he said, Hey man, it's all well and good that you can talk about that. She can talk about God. Mm -hmm. He's like, but when you're looking for somebody, you know, to spend the rest of your life with, she's like, if she can't talk about pizza, is it really worth it? Uh-huh. You know, and I, I remember telling her that like later on in our relationship, mm-hmm. it's like you weren't talking about pizza. Like you weren't talking mm-hmm. about your pizza being like nope. life school. Like you weren't talking about your feelings, your emotions. It was just like, you know, I, I'd be like, oh, how was school? And you're like, oh, you know, God's just so good. Uh-huh. Like he's just blessing school right now and it's like that's cool but i was like asking really for like what your classes were or like like practical stuff like, practical, like just real life like small talk you yeah, know what I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to dig in a little bit trying to get some nuggets of, is like glean some things mm-hmm. from our conversation so i can yeah. be like so i can decide for myself whether or not it's something i want to continue with mm-hmm. and obviously like i wasn't getting that yeah, back yeah but man that is funny because like i still got it like mm-hmm. it, it was funny because my heart had to change. Like mm-hmm. before her heart changed, my heart had to change. And I had to say, you know what? And it's, I just remember like hearing this was very clear. Like it's something I just heard. It was like for all, for the amount of hell that I go through in my life, I could use a woman that prays without ceasing. That's that, that bar right there. That phrase was something that I heard mm-hmm. over and over again for the amount of hell that I go through in my life. I could use a woman that prays without ceasing. And so mm-hmm. I begin to look at you differently, even more mm-hmm. because I saw you as not an imposition. Mm-hmm. Um, your, I saw your faith is not, it wasn't an imposition, but rather mm-hmm. it was something that was actually going to add. It mm-hmm. was an addition to what yeah. it was that I was doing Mm -hmm. in my life yeah and so that's really um and and there's more there there's more in this story you know Mm -hmm. we basically we fell in love this whole thing you know uh, there's beautiful things here Mm -hmm. in in january there's there's god moments of him just showing me like you know january i was i was hooked february i knew i wanted to marry her um and 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 end of by end of february you know me and my boys went out ring shopping like it it was that (laughs) serious like we we progressed and 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 pushed it and kicked it quick and then in may um end of may actually beginning of june you know that's when i proposed Mm -hmm. um uh, exactly exactly a month from um well it was the day after Mm, yeah. It, it, so it was like 29 days from your birthday. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it was. It was yeah. June 2nd. Yeah. June 2nd is when I proposed. Um, and that's so I will never forget her birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, was just, crazy. I'm just kidding. No, it was just, but it was a smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't ever forget the birthday if you if you don't forget, <laughs> you know, the day you propose. Well, there's something else that happened right before my birthday, too, that makes it a little unforgettable. But we can talk about that another time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we can definitely talk about um, all that all that stuff. But let's kind of get into like a little bit of what happened after we got engaged. Cause that's really where the, that's when the mm-hmm. rubber meets the road. Yeah. Like that's when like it's legitimately the funniest thing in the world. Right. And so I, I pretty much declared, like, I was like, okay, I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel about you. Yeah. This is what I want to do with you. And then, um, uh, it's like the minute I slipped that ring on the finger, like like the the, the, <laughs> literal, you know the literal second I mm-hmm. slipped the ring on the finger, it was like ha ha ha. I got something like like literally, it just felt like I got something for you. Like it's I'm gonna break this apart. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the it, it literally just felt like we were going through 
literal fire. Yeah, yeah. Every single week, there was something new that was mm-hmm. going on, and it was stressful as yeah. all get out. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll start kind of with the idea that, like, to be real with y'all, um, if you didn't know, we're an interracial couple. Um, I'm black. She's white. My family, surprisingly, I kind of thought it was going to be hers because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't aware. Mm-hmm. You know, as we got to meeting family and it got in that whole exchange, like, I kind of felt, you know, me being black, me being in the South, I was like, okay, it's going to be her family. I actually didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, it's going to be your family mm-hmm. that makes me feel insecure about being black mm-hmm. because that's traditionally how it goes. Right, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, my family was the one that, like, was kind of tripping off the idea that I was going to marry a white woman. Mm-hmm. Like, Literally tripping off the like it was really hard for people, members of my family, and we will get into this more, I promise you, because um, it plays so much into our marriage. Yeah. But it was really difficult and is still difficult for people in my family to accept the fact that I married a white woman. Mm-hmm. Like that's it for a lot of for a lot of people in my family. And I, I can speak from this perspective just truthfully and honestly, they feel as if I was groomed and raised to be this kind of like upstanding black male. Mm-hmm. Right. And I took everything that was given to me by my black, my black family, my black parents, and I gave it to the white community. Hmm. That's how they feel. And it's nuts because it's like, first of all, you, everything that you instilled in me, I'm still that same person, Mm -hmm. right? This, this deep value for who I am, this deep sense of understanding of who I am. I'm still the same person. Mm -hmm. But, but, but more importantly, you taught me to be an individual. You taught me to make my own decisions. You taught me to have my own thoughts. And so it's nuts because I get to, I look at these situations now and I'm like, I am what you created me to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I am what you molded me into, mm-hmm. family, in a positive way. I'm, I'm a lot of the good that right. you all, you know, tried to teach me as a child. I grew up into that. Mm-hmm. And I made a decision for myself, not based on, you know, the color of her skin. Right. But I made a decision based on, and based on alone, mm-hmm. the idea that I knew that God was calling me to yeah. this woman. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the fact that she was white. It had nothing to do with the fact that we didn't grow up the same. It had mm-hmm. everything to do yeah. with the fact that God called me to you. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. And I knew, and I knew it because you were not what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Wow. You weren't what I was, and I've talked, we've talked about yeah, this before. Like, yeah. you were not what I was looking for, but I found you. Mm-hmm. And when I found you, I made a decision because it's a free will choice. Mm-hmm. It's a free will choice. I made a decision to pursue you. And when mm-hmm. I did, God opened my eyes and my heart and showed me this is not only a good decision, this is one of the greatest decisions you will ever make. And so it no longer mattered whether or not you were black or Asian or Hispanic or a a person of color. I chose to look at your heart Mm -hmm. and I chose to look at the fact that God was etched on the inside of your heart. Mm -hmm. And that was more important to me than than you being cloaked in melanin. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know. So that that's that's like a big that's a big piece. But then like what? That's and so that's that's still going through. That's still mm-hmm. we're still processing through yeah. that. But that was like the first few weeks of us being engaged, Just like attack after attack when it came to that. Absolutely. And I think from my point of view, mm-hmm. I I just felt a little bit in over my head because there's like I've got so much to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't know all that there is to know about 
what it looks like to be an interracial couple, Yeah, you know? And so I just sort of took it day by day and it was like, man, I'm just going to stay humble in this whole process and not, not pretend like, like I've got it all figured out or like, like this is going to be peaches and cream every day yeah. because it's not, you know, but, for sure. but just being really honest with each other and that, and the fact that we're, we're different and that's okay. And it, it's not that like, that I love you. You've said this to me bef- before about something else, but it's not that I love you despite our differences, but I love you because of our differences. Yes. You know, you have something so much more unique to bring to this than I ever could. Absolutely. You know? And we'll, we'll bring that, like we'll bring that mm-hmm. continuously. Yeah. Like we'll bring that into our lives. We'll bring that to our kids. Like mm-hmm. we have something unique and, and different to share mm-hmm. um, a different perspective. And that's, that's more than I could have ever asked for or prayed for is like having a different perspective, like mm-hmm. being able to look at life through new lenses mm-hmm. um, and through the, your lenses, not particular, not particularly white people lenses. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I've, I've we've talked about this idea, too. It's like I've, I've been in majority culture my whole life. I'm, I'm familiar right. with what majority culture yeah. does because I've been in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of having to be immersed in like what it mm-hmm. what it looks like to be with me. You mm-hmm. know, that idea. But I'll say that is like. It's me looking through your eyes as my wife, mm-hmm. looking through your eyes as you know someone that I love, mm-hmm. looking through your eyes in the way that you view the world because of your unique set of experiences, mm-hmm. not necessarily being white, but your unique set of experiences as McKenna. Yeah. And so we've tried to create this culture in our home even now um, where, you know, we we get to be that. We It's a celebration of mm-hmm. our differences. It's, yeah. it's an acknowledgement of it and it's a celebration of it, mm-hmm. but it's not a harping on mm-hmm. it. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it is it is us acknowledging what it is and right. then being able to work through those differences mm-hmm. day by day by day. But mm-hmm. that is only the start. If you want, you can kick it from here because. I don't think I, I, I legitimately, I don't think I'll like be able yeah. to make it through this without crying. Yeah. That's just the truth. Yeah. yeah. So after all that happened, that was probably the first two weeks of being engaged. You know, mm-hmm. of course the first week we were just focused on where we're going to honeymoon. <laughs> but, oh, sure. um, but after that it was, it started getting really, really tough. And, and, um, to make a long story short, I, um, found out that there were complications in, um, my ovaries and um sorry man if this makes you uncomfortable um but but real uh, i mean to be real with you like there were um sorry let me back up a little bit yeah, you got it. so they found out the doctor found out that there were complications in my ovaries and um when i had gone in to just it was supposed to be a super simple procedure they were going to remove some cysts and um then i can be out of there and you know recovered in just a few days yeah. um what happened when i was in there was that what was supposed to be a 30 minute procedure ended up being 3 hours and they had found that there were tumors instead of what they thought were cysts mm-hmm. and um that whole next week ended up being <clears throat> what felt like what felt like total just going through the fire yeah. um because we were we basically were just on this waiting game for the first 4 days after the surgery waiting to find out if this was cancer or not and we got a call that we were not expecting at all because in that time of waiting, we were actually super expectant that this was going to be totally fine. They weren't going to find anything, that it was just going to be clear and yeah. positive. And, um, 
And we got a call that we were not expecting at all saying that this was cancer and the next week I would have to go in to get a full hysterectomy, meaning that everything would be removed and as well as our every chance to have children yeah. would be removed. And, and so after that phone call, we actually, it was just me and Kristoff in the room and, and we were completely speechless. And our first response was we both got down on our knees and we just prayed and we worshiped and we just believed in faith that, that God had called us to be parents and whatever that looked like, we were saying yes to it. And, um, it was absolutely terrifying. It was terrifying for both of us because, um, just for one, I have always had this dream to, to be a mother and had always felt so called to that. And if you know me, you know my heart just explodes for children and, and, and what it looks like to raise children. I'm so passionate about that. And so this felt like the most crushing thing that could have absolutely happened. And, and of course, part of me also felt like this was a chance for Kristoff to, to decide whether or not he was willing to say yes to this you know, willing to say yes to a life with a woman who couldn't, to a wife who couldn't give him children. And that was um, mortifying to me. And so that whole day, you know, we just had family and friends um, praying with us. And and the next day we went in to go ahead and just get, uh, you know, an idea for what, when we would have to get a surgery. And and we sat down in that doctor's office and she rolls her chair in front of us and, and has a big smile on her face. And we're so confused. Um, and she just, she says plainly and clear. And she just says everything that you've been told, everything that you've researched or heard, I want you to throw it all out the window because none of it's true. (laughs) And what happened after that was the hand of God, um, just saying that, you know, there are two different types of tumors. One is cancerous, one is, is not. And I was in the clear completely. And yeah. so we just praise God. What's so funny is that Christoph left the room um, when they're having to examine everything. He oh, left yeah. the room and we could hear him from the from that room. We could hear him in the bathroom just shouting at the top of his yeah. lungs. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, you can't possibly imagine until you get put in a situation like this, like the depth of um, just emotion. Yeah. That I felt at the time. Yeah. Because I had committed, like, we weren't married yet, but I had committed my life to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's that's really what it was. Yeah. And so it was devastating. Mm-hmm. Probably more so than the idea that, that, uh, pr- probably more so than the idea that we couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. But the idea that I could lose you, mm-hmm. yeah. that was the most heartbreaking idea. Yeah. That within the first week, mm-hmm. first three weeks of us even being together, mm-hmm. that I would lose you. Yeah. And I cannot bear that thought. Mm-hmm. That's what... That's what surfaced in my mind every single day. As much as I fought it, as much as I prayed it out, mm-hmm. is like the idea that like I, we spent all this time getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. We spent all this time investing in each other. We spent all this time in which I knew God had called me to you. Mm-hmm. And then 
to lose you mm-hmm. in all of that. Yeah. It just felt unfair. Yeah. And so when I found out that that wasn't the case, yeah. that not only was I not losing you, but that we could have children. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I threw up, a, I, I was in, in the bathroom shouting, like, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like black church, you know, going at it, screaming, like I, I was at it. Like that was my, my big charismatic moment because, and I grew up in a church like that, but I never really experienced like, wow, people shouting, what's, what, what is this for? I get it now because sometimes there needs to be a celebration that is bigger than what I can imagine. Mm-hmm. That is bigger than what I can uh, try to like conjure yeah. up in my mind. Yeah. Sometimes there is a celebration that is required mm-hmm. to uh, for what God has done mm-hmm. that is beyond yeah. what it is that I can normally give him. I had to give him a special, like he, he deserves something more than, uh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like you saved my wife's right. life. Like, no, you, de- he deserved like, mm-hmm. thank you for what you're doing. And, and, and I'm, I'm a sing, I'm a dance. I'm a celebrate the fact that you gave me life. You gave my wife life. You gave our future children life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I have no choice. My body, I couldn't even, it was funny because I, I told you this, my body wouldn't let me do anything else. I tried to stop. I got a yeah. little, you know, I got, I was, I'm a little bit a little out of shape. I hadn't worked out as much as I, <laughs> as I normally have. And so I, I, you know, I got a little winded, you mm-hmm. know, in that bathroom dancing and, and, and being excited and stuff. And man, as soon as I wanted to stop, I was like, no, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. I'm not done. This is, this can't be over because yeah. I'm still celebrating the fact that God has given us new life and mm. a second chance yes. to 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 be together yeah um you know until he decides to call us home yeah. and so that yeah that has been that is what we've gone through mm-hmm. like and that's why that's why we do this podcast yeah like, like ultimately, like I'm not trying to do this for the fame. I'm not trying to do this for, and not to say that any will come, but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to do this for you know my own self vanity. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to do this for that. We're doing this because like people go through real stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard, man. Yeah. Like, like marriage ain't for. I saw this quote the other day, man. Marriage, marriage ain't for no marriage ain't for no punks. <laughs> This is a real thing. Like you want to get challenged. Yeah. You want to see the ugly side of yourself. Mm -hmm. You want to learn how to be patient with somebody. Yeah. Get married. Yeah. It'll, it'll show you all of that. It'll show you every, it'll hold a mirror up to your face and show you just how ugly you can be. Mm -hmm. Just how monstrous you can be. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's this quote from, I think it's Gary Thomas who says, what if marriage was never meant to make you happy, but instead to make you holy. Yeah. And I think that's so true because in that week where we just felt like we were going straight through the fire, what's so amazing about that is that, first of all, I wouldn't change it for the world Mm -hmm. because I got to see this man that I was about to marry. I got to see what his response would be when we went through difficulty, when we felt attacked and when life was really, really hard. And, um, and the things that we had dreamed about, I mean, when we got engaged, you know, one of the first things we talked about was what are we going to name our kids? And, and, um, because we both have a passion for that. Um, but I got to see his response in the face of the fire and there was nothing more incredible and, um, 
honestly just stunning than that. Yeah, and and that's that that's something that's just so key is like, and just to explain that, they explain that that bar that you threw out just a little bit more because I think people hear that non-Christian people, like people people who don't believe, mm-hmm. um, and they and they they hear that and it's like, oh, marriage is about being holy and not happy why can't i be happy mm. it's like no nah, you, you're not hearing me mm-hmm. like you're not hearing what that's saying it's happiness in and of itself that's a construct you gotta yeah. f- you gotta feel me on that right like, it, it's a construct you're not gonna always be happy mm-hmm. okay you say stuff that pisses me off and it doesn't make me happy right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i say stuff to you that pisses you off and it does not make you happy mm-hmm. um we do things to each other that does not make each other happy um we go th- go through things like you know the surgery and like the, the almost thinking you're gonna die and we can't have children that did not make us happy i was not happy during mm-hmm. that time what i did have was joy right and that's holy. Mm-hmm. I had joy because I, I had in me a sense of understanding. And and, and I this is it's just something that clicked for me. I know this clicked for me when I became when I started following God. Like, uh, you know, just a sense of understanding mm-hmm. of 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 the fact that like nobody can take this away from me. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got something that nobody else has, mm-hmm. and it's that. There, or that nobody else can take away from me. Right, I have something right. that nobody else can take away from me. Mm-hmm. And it's that um, this idea that like I have legitimate joy. Mm-hmm. Even in the face of adversity, yeah. even in the face of opposition, mm-hmm. I'm like, guess what? I'm happy. Yeah. I'm whole. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 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 joyful. I have peace. I have, a gl- I have yeah. peace. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I have peace. I have a glad heart. Mm-hmm. Even even when I'm crying. Mm-hmm. even when I'm pissed off, yeah. even when it doesn't seem like I'm excited, like I have joy mm-hmm. because yeah. that didn't come from you. Mm-hmm. Right. You didn't give me joy. McKinney. Right. My friends didn't give me joy. God gave me joy. Mm-hmm. And that even in the face of it, that's what it looks like mm-hmm. to be holy. Yeah. Because even like, you know, we, we talk about, I'm, we don't have to break this down too much, but it's just the idea of like, look, Jesus didn't want to get crucified. You feel me? Um, like that, that, that wasn't what he wanted. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what he did. Because mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was about what he had to do. It was about the fulfillment that he had to do in order, in, in order for us to have this joy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, just rambling a little bit. But no, that, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. That's just what what you know what 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 we're on you mm-hmm. know in this household, um, and what we're on you know just in in this life like it's 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 always good to have something to point back to you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like yeah. even in all the crap even in all like when it's when it's not easy you know when, mm-hmm. when it honestly just sucks sometimes <laughs> but like it's good to have something to point back to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Life cannot be the same. It just, it can't be the same oh, when you sure. go through something like that. Absolutely. And, um, and we just, that's like he was saying, that's what we hope for. That's what we hope to share in this podcast is to just, just to express that you can find, you can find, um, thankfulness in whatever situation that you're in. You can grow in whatever season of life that you're in. 
um, because that was something that that really stretched us to a whole new degree and honestly really just set us up for marriage in a way that nothing else really could. Oh, yeah. Like we, man, we contemplated. It was nuts because we, <laughs> you know, right right after yeah. we went through that, like we. We're like, okay, we're ready. Oh, I told her mom. <laughs> I told her mom. I said, if if she comes back and she and she and they say. Like, so I was, I was there when she was getting the surgery. And so I just kind of like, you know, I was losing it, honestly, but, but in a good way, because I I just kind of gave it all up to God. Like I I didn't have anything else to do. And so I was pacing the floor and praying and doing all of this and praising and just trying to really just get through this difficult time Mm -hmm. where she like, you know, this 30 minute surgery became a three hour surgery. And I told her mom, I said, if anything is, if something's wrong, I need you to know that I will marry your daughter tomorrow. I, I need I need you to know I'm not gonna prolong this because mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know yeah we like I don't I, I don't have the luxury of time mm-hmm. to be able to be like ah well you know we'll push no no like or or to to, to check it out mm-hmm. and, and be like I'm out of here you know what I'm saying like right. nah, this was this is what I was called to this mm-hmm. is what I was made for this is what I was built for mm-hmm. and because I knew that. I was like, I will marry your daughter tomorrow, and I promise you, y'all. We 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 thought for that whole f- month, the whole month of July, uh-huh. leading into August, we were like, hey, we finna get married. We're like, gonna do it. Like August, mm-hmm. like we we sat down. We had pre- we had premarital counselors. Um, shout out Stephanie Darrell. Um, we had <laughs> premarital counselors, and we legitimately like talked to them, and, and they and they and they told us like they were literally like, hey man, what you guys just went through. Mm-hmm. That taught you something that we could never teach you. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> that was their question. It, it was a little scary because, you know, I wanted the I wanted the whole get up everything with the wedding and everything like that. But I think at the end of the day, it was just like, I just wanted to be your wife. And, and I just wanted to be a husband. And that's that's what it was. And then and then, you know, that that's what. And, and it's funny because that that moment, that month, that few months actually Mm -hmm. that is what solidified for me that i i was gonna be a husband Mm -hmm. like i knew because i had put a ring on it and i had already you know spent the money like the cash was gone you know what i'm saying (laughs) so i like i can't really be like ah it's a depreciating asset like i can't really get my money back like that um so (laughs) oh my gosh but i'm I'm for real like it was already the d was already done Mm -hmm. but what solidified the idea was like we went through that week and it showed me like we you either have fight or flight mentality, mm-hmm. and I, I chose to fight. We chose to fight. Yeah, we could have flown away. We could have decided that this wasn't for us. This yeah. was too hard. Mm-hmm. But we chose to fight. Yeah, and that's a lot. That's what led us to the altar mm-hmm. in October. That's yeah. what that's what led us to being together. Now that's what led us to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that like in the face of what was the most difficult time in my life, mm-hmm. and the most difficult time in your life, we said, nah. We're going to fight through this yeah, and we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And having that perspective makes everything else. When your life is tested, mm-hmm. your life, your whole life is tested. It makes everything else that you argue about seem real stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems really small. In retrospect, it seems really small. And we have to remind ourselves, um, and I honestly haven't been doing a great job of it lately either, but... We have to remind ourselves mm-hmm. of the fact that like we went through that. Mm-hmm. And if we got through that, what is everything? What, what, right. what is what is, you know, 
me not fill, refilling the toilet paper. Like, <laughs> well, you know, you feel me? Like, uh-huh. or, me, or me not, you know, put my dishes in a dishwasher. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, when, yeah. when we've been through something so Right. Big. Gosh, it's so minuscule. It really is. Mm-hmm. And in those situations, I just want to picture myself five years down the road, looking back and asking myself, did that really matter? Mm, <laughs> did that nice. really matter? Yeah. You know, did I, was I able to love him deeper in that moment? Yep. Even through that, in that really small thing. I mean, guys, that's exactly what we want to do. We just want to be open, honest. We want to be transparent. We want this to be something um, that, that you guys can feel the real and the raw emotion that we have, but the real and raw emotion that we'll have when we interview other couples as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know this is just the start of us just interviewing, but next week and every week after, we're just going to have great interviews with great yeah. couples that have far more experience than we do. Um, their problems, their situations, their issues, they will far, um, you know, their experience level will far outweigh what we, what we have done. Right. Right. We could possibly do at this mm-hmm. time in our lives. And so we're excited for you guys to be able to uh, tune into that every week. Just us gleaning more useful information from couples. Um, let me just go through a, a couple of housekeeping things, just some things that you guys need to be aware of. Guys, follow us on Instagram at learning on the job pod. That's at learning on the job pod. Guys, we'll be posting just some gems, nuggets of wisdom there that we grab from interviews that we conduct, as well as a few just fun behind the mm-hmm. scenes content. Um, so if you love the podcast, screenshot a photo. You know, if you're listening with hashtag learning on the job pod, that's hashtag learning on the job pod and tag us at learning on the job pod. We want to see if you're listening at all. If you're not, that's totally cool. Um, but we just want to see if you're listening, guys. And if you really um, love it, guys, share, tag, and mention. We want this to be a resource for as many people as possible. So if you have a family member or someone in your friend group that needs to hear this, share it with them. We would love to have them share, tag, mention. We want them to be able to hear this and benefit from this as well because we're benefiting mm-hmm. benefiting from it. We're not shelling out all this amazing advice. Mm-hmm. We're going to other people right. for amazing advice. Mm-hmm. So they can at least know that they're getting something that's not from a bunch of newlyweds. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and if you really love the podcast, guys, subscribe to it and rate it on the platform that you're listening, guys. We we are just pray and we hope that these episodes are going to be helpful for you. And so we just want your feedback. You know, what do you like about it? What, what would you want see it happen um if you don't like it you know just don't let us know um i'm totally cool (laughs) with that you know just only rate good things Uh, but subscribe rate it we want to hear more and more and more um Mm -hmm. from you guys what do you want to hear baby where can they find you at mckenna underscore heart absolutely you can find me at christoph heart this is the learning on the job podcast